Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. Talk about songs. Ooh, the carpet is just so sticky in here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode five of the America's Damp 40 season of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, where we are choosing the moistest soft rock hit of all time. I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and I am joined today by my favorite feather-haired female friend, Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I'm so glad that you appreciate me just the way I am. Oh, oh, oh I do. Before we get into the thing that Sarah just referenced, let me remind you of our top five from last week's episode. Number five on the America's Damn 40 Countdown was Hello by Lionel Richie. Number four was Newcomer, How Much I Feel by Ambrosia. Number three was Standing Strong, Cool Night by Paul Davis. Number two, Knocked Out of First Place for the First Time, Baby Come Back by Player. And debuting at number one was I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by England Dan and John Ford Coley. Uh, but Sarah, we've got five new songs muscling for attention this week. What are they? We certainly do. We now have 25 songs under consideration. We've rounded the clubhouse turn. It's about to get bananas in here. So peel yourself one and buckle up because here's what we're talking about today. Just the Way You Are by William Joel. Just When I Needed You Most by the uh, perfectly named Randy Van Warmer. Key Largo by Bertie Higgins. Lady by Kenny Rogers. And Longer by Dan Fogelberg. Once again, let the, oh, damn. Let the record reflect the uh, prosecutor's objection. <laughs> now... Before we start talking about Just the Way You Are, do you want to talk a little bit about how we came to choose this Billy Joel selection ahead of all others? I would say that it's just because it's the most straightforward, right? It's just like a love song that is written in a very simple way, and it doesn't try to fancy things up with any sort of conceptual soundscapes. It's just a love song sung well on a piano. No, agree. Here's a clip. I would not leave you in times of trouble. We never could have come this far. Mm-hmm. I took the good times. I'll take the bad times. Take you just the way you are. Oh, that saxophone. Uh, due to repeated prolonged exposure, this song is extremely boring to me, and it just kept sliding off the surface of my brain. I don't know if you had this problem when you were trying I to I find this exposure. song pretty soporific, yes. Mm, yeah, um... I don't think that there's, I think that this is fairly sincere. Um, so I don't think there's that manipulation necessarily that you find in some of the moister cuts in our countdown. Um, there are some maybe um, emotional labor issues in this relationship that's being sung about. Like um, 
you know, I never want to work that hard. Like, you don't have to give me clever conversation. It's okay that you're kind of a basic dumbass. Like, oh, really? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I I still love you, even although I might not seem to care. Like, oh, well, if you said it, it means something. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that, William? Or is this actually an attempt to get it in with a longtime partner who isn't in the mood because she feels fat and is afraid that you're boning women on the road. Uh, I don't think that's really what's going on. So the sound is extremely moist, but although this narrator is not especially appealing to me, and although I've heard this song so many times that it has ceased to register, except with extreme, like almost monastic concentration on my part, I just don't think it's that moist. Insipid, yes. Moist, I don't think so. So I had this at 23. Three points. Well, I had it even one place lower than you. Wow. Uh, I put it in 24th place. And Um, keep in mind, again, if you're new here, uh, we are trying, to the extent that we're able, we are but human, uh, to rank these on the the moist parameters and not on the um, personal taste parameters so whether we like the song is not necessarily pertinent to whether it is damp yeah and i actually think that ultimately for me this one is slightly less moist than even here you come again by dolly parton which has now (laughs) managed to leap up out of the penultimate spot and be uh 23 for me this week because i agree with you i think this song is insipid but it's also i think quite sincere there's nothing about it to me that reads as anything other than i love you the way you are and unlike some of the other songs that read as sincere on this countdown to me this one also doesn't read as pathetic (laughs) yeah which means it's even less moist like being pathetic is kind of moist but this is just someone who i think even if the pathos is a short con it's it's still pathetic Right. <laughs> yes. And it's still moist. And this to me is just a it's a sentimental song mm. about genuinely loving someone and that's not moist. So yeah. th- that's why I put it where I put it. Now, Billy Joel had his first ever top 10 hit in America with this song. It reached number 3 and it also won the Grammys for both record and song of the year. So this is Ooh. a song that established Billy Joel in the national consciousness and is probably one of the reasons that you can't escape it even to this day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that being said, not so moist. And the patrons did put uh, the listeners did put it a lot higher than we did. They put it in 15th place with mm-hmm. 11 points. But that's hardly a championship showing in this particular week. It's hardly a dripping endorsement. Ah, now, Sarah, as we were going to a few weeks ago, provide a special award to the sax riff from Baker Street. um, I think we should also, as you've already alluded to, provide a special award to the name Randy Van Warmer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he's not named Danny Van Warmer or Randy Dan Warmer. Thank God. Um, I have many, many thoughts about the lyrics of this song and talk about pathos. Holy shit. Shall we hear a clip? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Most every morning. 
Remember what I said about how being pathetic is still Do we need to call the, like, Van Wormer City police to do a wellness check on Randy? (laughs) I mean, like I said, being pathetic is moist in its Mm -hmm. way. And this is the most pathetic song. And there's actual, like, passive-aggressive moisture used in the lyrics. Amazing. Um, Also, I think it probably becomes at least two points more moist because it features an auto harp solo by john sebastian oh my god yeah you know and for those who don't know john sebastian was the lead singer of the love and spoonful who wrote some really great rock songs and he also wrote and performed the theme song to welcome back cotter so and he plays auto harp on this track (laughs) there you go i mean this was a top 10 hit in 1979 i think yes it reached number four yeah that's how i know it it was like top 10 for the year because it was on that tape that i had of 1979's top hits um there is like that this is sort of a letter to this woman who like you left in the rain without closing the door like so you ditched me I spent all morning cleaning up the water intrusion that you permitted. Uh, Our cat escaped. Not that you care, Stephanie. And now, (laughs) how am I supposed to be rewarded sexually? Am I supposed to call a sex worker? I don't know any. I've been with you. So. So it's your fault. Yeah. So you need to send me a letter so that I can send you a letter so you could come over and give me a blowjob to make up for um, using all the socks in Lionel's room to mop up this rainwater. <laughs> like, th- this is, I-, I don't think this is entirely sincere. I think this is some fucking sad goth boy, like classic in this genre. Um, you left. And because you made me sad, you owe me your vagina one more time. And it's like, well, it's hard to believe she left, Randy. (laughs) And here's the here's the other thing about this, like this vocal, like musically, I like this song and the vocal is pretty. I enjoy listening to it. I just wish it weren't quite so. There was a there was a Gilbert. O'Sullivan song um, Alone Again Naturally Naturally, which was also on one of these billboard tapes where he's like so yeah you know tried to kill myself but I was too bored and that just like I think those two songs are in conversation that this really seems like performative passive aggressive um, weaponized grief to me and that's awfully moist um with that said, there is the possibility that he is sincere and just 
you know, needs an SSRI, which is fine. Absolutely no judgments. And I had this at number 10, 16 points. I have to say, I hadn't even considered the arguments that you just made because listening to this song puts me into a coma. (laughs) (laughs) But when Uh, I hear what you say, I do think you're right. I think that there is a certain amount of blaming her for leaving him without anything into which he can put his member. (laughs) And it kind of is part and parcel with the barely suppressed rage of the James Taylor song from a few episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But that being said, oh my God, this song is just so wimpy. (laughs) I realize like, and look, I'm all for men expressing a variety of vulnerable feelings through song. I hope anyone who has listened to this podcast in the 800 years that's been going is aware of that by now. Yes, but yes, I think so. Musical wimpiness and vocal wimpiness and lyrical wimpiness all together is too much wimpiness mm. for me. So if you're yeah. going to be this sad and uh, like you said, sad goth boy, at least like put some stank on that beat or put some stank on that vocal. But this is just... Um, this is the song that sounds like all of the stock karaoke videos look. That's, that is dead on. This is, this is absolutely the, like, we, you know, you broke up with me in this dramatic fashion and now we have to go to the Ren, we're going to be going to all the same Ren fairs. Yep. And it's going to be awkward when I'm wearing a doubloon, unless a doubloon is a coin. Who cares? uh, Shut up, Randy, is the point. (laughs) Now, I also, for me, uh, also for me, this particular song doesn't read as very moist because I was just so consumed with its wimpiness. So I only put it in 14th place, Mm. which ended up being just where the patrons put it as well. So that's 12 points from both the listeners and from me. But Sarah, now we get to the last three songs of the week. (laughs) And I have so much to say about all of them. First, let's start with the number eight peaking Key Largo by one Mr. Bertie Higgins, which sounds like the janitor at a wizarding school to me. Uh, Here's a clip. Lying in each other's arms Watching those old Falling in love so desperately Honey, I was your hero And you were my leading lady We had it all <laughs> Just like Margie in the car Missing all the things we did. Hot stuff. We can find it once again. Hello. Just like they did in Oh my god. This song. It's so <sighs> bad, and I love it so much. I Exactly. It is t- it is terrible. This song is terrible. The scansion is terrible. I mean, 
I was under the impression before rediscovering this ditty that Jimmy Buffett was the poor man's Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Not the case. Bertie Higgins has at least three songs in his catalog. He also has a very best of Bertie Higgins. Like, I think just best was already overstating it. But no, very best of Bertie Higgins. There are several songs with titles like Jamaica Me Crazy. (laughs) So much fucking kettle drum. He also has a song called Carolina Blue, which um, made me want to retroactively change my husband's birth certificate so that he was not born in a Carolina because what the fuck? That song is so bad. This song is so bad. But, I mean, this is a quintessential... It's the end of the line for this relationship. So let me put it in your butt one more time before you go on your way. I would also like to note. (laughs) I just love it for this one. It gets in your butt. Well, missing all the things we did. Like, I just don't think they were that adventurous. Like, they would have been scandalized by, you know. A little uh, little anal play. But um, in the video, apparently, uh, Bertie Higgins at the time that this came out, early 80s, was nearly 40. The girl who's um, in the video with him was 17 at the time. She was a model. Um, yep. This is still not as big an age difference as actual Bogey and Bacall, um, who the day they got married, he was 46. She was not quite 21. Um, okay, like everyone is consenting. And also Humphrey Bogart looked 46 when he was 26. Um, so like, whatever. I don't usually bag on age differences, especially back in the day when people were stupid about this kind of thing. But uh, oh, my God, like there is there is a lot that is troubling here and sort of unexamined about the sexual politics of old movies and um then there's like this is like being smothered with a hawaiian shirt that was dipped ah. in fentanyl um but i i don't hate it i love it i never want anyone to hear it coming out of my car stereo um and i am kind of horrified that I'm admitting that I love this like three-legged dog of a moist song, but I think it is dripping with sea air and cherry-flavored lubricant. Number five, 21 points. Yes. Uh, Okay, well, we are in agreement on so many things here. First of all, this... objective piece of shit song is also a song that i am delighted to hear every single time it comes on and there is just something about the drums underneath the chorus that are so confident it's like why is this song so proud of itself and it's that sincerity of uh that sort of confidence (laughs) is very appealing to me because it's just such terrible art but it's presented with so much verve and it really, I just love it. The I song is to- just like, eh, and you're like, fine. Like you just let sort of start undoing your pants. Like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to say that when I would, this story does have a point, by the way, I promise you. When I was a preschool student, my mom 
was speaking in an exaggerated Southern accent one day and said, Mark, go put your paints on. And I had a little kit of tiny jars of paint in my room. And I thought it was so funny that I stuck all of those little paints in my underwear and ran in and I said, I put my paints on and I had the paint in my underwear. Mm -hmm. I feel that that is about (laughs) the level of wit that we're getting when he says, here's looking at you kid in the chorus. Yeah. But it's like, if you're in your mom's position, which we are with this song, not to involve like parents in this obvious ploy to get it in one last time, but it's like, you, the child, like, you did the bit. You di- you took the bit to its logical extreme. Like, you you did it. You didn't just settle yes. for a bad pun. You were like, I am, I am taking this as far as I possibly can. Eh? And it's like, well, I mean, this is, ba- this is bad. This is like dad joke shit, but I respect the effort. And you're like yes, exactly. four. That's not bad for a four-year-old. Like, that's pretty, that's pretty good. So I feel like, and similarly, I look at this and I think, oh, that's so obvious, but I'm charmed by how pedestrian it is. I just, why? And you're right too. It's like, he's like, it's like a barely legal babes thing going on in the music video. And yet again, why? It's just so charming to me. And yes, this shit is moist AF. Um, Trying to cast your own failed fuckery as a romance for the ages which is clearly as you said an opportunity to just have one more roll on the love rug uh (laughs) wrapped around each other trying so hard to stay warm that first cold winter together lying in each other's arms trying to just make it sound much more beautiful than it obviously ever ever was yeah is key moist maneuvering and (laughs) For this week, I went ahead and dropped Key Largo in at number two. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's basically Cool Night, but with the late movie in it. Yes, it's it's Cool Night with more references to Humphrey Bogart, which is somehow moister. Yeah. And Birdie is like, oh, it's not just a cool night. It's cold. It's freezing. Well, and also, if you're talking about... Open your butt to me. You're talking about ways that men can feel intimacy in this period. And by you, I mean we. Okay, but who better than Humphrey Bogart to give you permission to feel because he's such a man? Yeah. Although, ironically, like, I would categorize Humphrey Bogart as a, um, like, mid-century, not intimacy standard, but, like, Casablanca is, like, still constantly pointed to as... um, like the the masculine sacrificial ideal of mm. romantic love and Bacall is nowhere near that one probably because she was like 12 when they were filming it <laughs> actually she wasn't but she wasn't le- like she couldn't you know vote as of then but anyway like it's it is just interesting that this is what they this is what birdie attaches to is this mid-century um tough guy like and like a hoxian tough girl uh female lead for the tough guy when he's trying to perform longing and intimacy and what he really wants is to just bone her one last time so yeah 
I mean, as far as the America's Damn 40 is concerned, well played, Birdie. Your assy song is uh, <laughs> storming onto the charts in a pretty high position, I think. Where did the listeners put it? They agreed with you, and they put it in fifth. Mm, I'm I'm surprised. I'm also surprised that any of them got through it without vomiting themselves inside out. It's terrible, but we love it. Jamaica me crazy. I just feel I, like we have to say it again. We're like Carolina Poo. Am I right? I am right. Oh! Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Okay, well, next we have the return, as a songwriter at least, of Lionel Richie. He is the one who wrote Lady by Kenny Rogers, a song that was number one for six weeks and went on to become one of the biggest hits of the entire 1980s. Um, okay. <laughs> one of the things I'll just say about this, Sarah, is I pulled this particular clip because I feel like it gives us a chance to hear what I think is a pretty good vocal from old Kenny. And um, I'll just leave it at that. And we can um, hear the clip. I will say, before I play the clip, uh, Mark pulled the clips for this particular episode under our top secret system whatever it's not that secret uh nor is it really a system i'm looking at uh i see the clip length but i don't know exactly what he pulled and seeing that this is 58 full seconds of this histrionic embarrassment spoiler um i'm a little scared that i'm not gonna survive uh but let's find out here's a, <laughs> here's a clip you have For so many years I thought I'd never find you You have come into my life and made me whole 
my sensory association with this right off the top is that this was everywhere when I was in early grade school. It just was everywhere um, still, even after it fell out of the Billboard chart. And um, Oh, yeah. This song uh, was a hit in late 80, early 81. So before I was even three years old. But two years later, by the time I was in kindergarten, I specifically remember it was always on the radio. Yeah, this was I was in, um, I guess, third grade at around this time. And that was the peak of like when it was someone's birthday, you would go to like the T-shirt shack in uh, Berkeley Heights and get a iron on put on a baseball shirt for the Mm -hmm. birthday boy or girl. And uh, when I smell that smell, that like heated plasticky smell, I immediately think of Kenny Rogers and Air Supply, because that is always what was playing in those places. Um, the, the histrionics are immediate and enduring. Uh, the strings, the wave symbol, the, the plinky piano, like everybody needs to calm down. Uh, but here's the thing i don't think this is i don't think this is necessarily an attempt to convince anyone of anything mm. except and i'm glad that you pulled i'm glad it's in the clip that you pulled won't you believe in my song which changes the dynamic for me a little bit that up to that point in the song, you're like, I am a little bit, um, I'm cringing on your behalf, Kenneth. Um, but this, this does appear to be an earnest um, description of how this woman saved your life. But the won't you believe in my song is like the eyes cutting to camera like, you buying this? And it's like, oh... Oh no. That like you're going to go in the bathroom, wring the moisture out of yourself and unfurl an entire roll of magnum condoms. <laughs> uh this but it's so moist. I mean, it just gets more awkward with every bar. I think either interpretation is correct. Uh either that it's sincere or that it's an almost perfect scam Uh, (laughs) Uh but i and i also think like this is i mean once you know who wrote it it's like oh my god like this he's just mashing every button on the um plaintive console but with like a fishbowl that doesn't have a cover on it so uh yeah this is i think manipulative in the extreme i almost respect that (laughs) about it even if it doesn't stick the landing um i never need to hear this song again because it just the vicarious embarrassment is really uncomfortable for me but i put this in seventh place uh at and gave it 19 points yes um so i like I said before we heard the clip, think that Kenny Rogers' vocal is actually pretty good in this song. Mm. Not even yeah. pretty good. I think it's a good vocal. No, I agree. Uh, and it's a good reminder that he started out as a rock singer before he transitioned into country. Yeah. Now, that said, 
all of the curlicues and underlining and italics and <laughs> random schwas that he puts on this vocal uh-huh. are um, perhaps not as necessary to the storytelling as they are to flexing his vocal chops. Yeah. And I, I do like Get you those said, have pennies on the floor. <laughs> I have a certain respect for a song a singer who will do that. Like Celine Dion will always do that. Beyonce mm-hmm. does it all the time, just ornamenting your shit. And I understand that that comes out of a gospel tradition for some people. And I still think that you can go too far and I do have respect for it. And Kenny Rogers goes too far here. And you can imagine him, I think leaning over at the waist with his face scrunched up as he hits these notes. <laughs> Just like, ooh, like, is he trying to squeeze one out or is he, is he just singing? Who can tell? Only, <laughs> only his proctologist knows. For sure. Either he loves you more than he's ever loved any other creature, or he is a kidney stone the size of a softball. Could be both. <laughs> Who can? Say? And that to me, that shamelessness is pretty fucking moist. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and so is the histrionic quality of the backing track your phrase vicarious vicarious embarrassment is so apropos here i mean it Um, just starts immediately that he's like and i'm like oh (laughs) dude (laughs) get a grip on yourself kenneth i mean this is the sound of the casino buffet (laughs) this is the sound of the coke hole like eight like Uh, i don't know 1230 the next day when you're like, oh, oh, lady. lady. Um, so we were all in pretty close agreement. You, me and the listeners, you put it in seventh place. The listeners put it in sixth place with mm. 20 points. And I put it in eighth place with 18 oh. points. So all in general agreement here. And to bring us back to the Dan's Sarah, we now have Dan Fogelberg's number two peaking hit, Longer. And uh, I'll just say this before we hear the clip. This, to me, is the even damper version of Annie's song by John Denver. Already pretty damp. Yep, in the sense that it uses a lot of nature imagery. But here, if you really think about it, the images don't make sense. Let's roll the clip. <laughs> Um, I would disagree. I think that all the images make perfect sense when you understand that each and every one of them is an attempt to describe his erect penis. Here's the Oh, okay. Longer than there have been fishes in the ocean. Higher than any bird ever flew. Longer than there have been stars up in the heavens I've been in love with you Stronger than any mountain cathedral Truer than any tree ever grew Deeper than any forest primeval I mean, we as a nation allowed a song with the line 
deeper than any Forest Primeval, I am in love with you to reach number two on yeah, our chart. Like, we get it. You go down. Congrats. <laughs> Yet another unwelcome Dan. Oh, my God. Um, I, I just think that this is a complete and utter um, fucking underpantsless nature boy contrivance. Um, like longer, deeper, truer, like, okay, my dick doesn't bend in any direction. Like, well, that's weird actually. Cause most of them do like, I, uh, di- you know, the forest primeval. I'm happy to wander through your forest primeval natural lady. Let's fuck on a school bus. Like all of this seems <laughs> just a little bit, you know, um, you know that school bus that we took the wheels off of so we could turn it into our composting garden? Mm-hmm. Let's go fucking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that a worm or are you just happy to see me? Like, look, <laughs> Fogelberg, here's what. I'm on to you. But this is also, like, just because you can hear, like, the the fretwork and the guitar and there is this, like, um, peasant top clad... Um, back to the land sincerity about the sound and there's all this like um, iron eyes Cody crying because he threw your Big Mac carton on the shoulder of the highway feeling to it like I don't think there was a video but if there were it would be a lot of redwoods like his dick I I respect the game I absolutely respect the game Um, if it's a game I'm not sure it is I think this might be this extremely sincere center parted tofer in his fisherman sweater that he's never washed that really is like no I actually am in love with you and this is not about my dick like mm, okay I mean this this is an avant-garde ranking because this song is so cheesy it is the sweat from a from a roquefort Absolutely. But I, I think he probably means it. I went on a journey through, through <laughs> this, with this song, through all the imagery. And it's like, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but I, I think it's not about his peen. And I think when it is interpreted as successfully as an attempt to get into a groupie's pants, he's like, oh, let me just show you this uh, open detuning or whatever. And they're like, what? Is, is that a euphemism? And he's like, what's a euphemism? <laughs> I rank this pretty low. 17, nine points. Holy crap. See, this is good. This is why these yeah, rankings are fun. Because yeah, I just that is think this is expecting. some like hippie commune that you're like, dice. And he's like, what? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So for me, I kept thinking about this song, like I said, in comparison to Annie's song by John Denver, which we discussed in our songs with the word song in the title episode. Mm-hmm. And even though the lyrics to Annie's song could be more um, snicker worthy regarding their um, <laughs> yeah. unintended sexuality, come fill up my senses, come fill me again. Yeah. Okay. I think that that song is so beautiful and it's so sincere and the vocal in it is so good i just have no defenses against any song i love it this song to me is just the light version of that the vocal isn't as strong the melody isn't as strong the nature walk lyrics are a little bit more uh obtuse 
they just seemed less connected from the thing, the point he's trying to make. Uh, I find myself really irritated by the lyric. I'll bring fire in the winters. You'll send showers in the springs. Ew. We'll fly through the falls and summers with love on our wings. That is some shit that would get you fired from the Hallmark. Yeah. Hard writing job. Agreed. So for me, that lack of sophistication and elegance and vocal power is what makes this song not as good as any song and therefore makes it moister to me because it's just not very successful and therefore it becomes sort of grotier. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> yeah. out, I, I'm, I'm tying myself into rhetorical knots here, but I just, it, my gut tells me that this song is pretty moist, uh, mm. at least for this week. And I actually put it all the way up in seventh place, mm. Sarah. I, I mean, I think that's probably closer to where it belongs. I mean, certainly in those, you know, soft rock, like easy listening double albums that they used to advertise, like this was also always on the list. And you heard it every time. Like it wasn't just on the list. They played it in the ad. So yes, I'm probably wrong here and it could change next week. Well, I mean, you know, there's no way to be wrong as such as it is. I mean, I keep moving Chevy van around. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I know that listeners, you're not hearing what we're doing with the older songs each week, but I cannot I cannot find a fixed point for Chevy van. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, um, so the patrons really think this song is moist they put it in fourth place mm, okay which is 22 points and i want to point out for those who are listening carefully that key largo lady and longer for the listeners were in fourth fifth and sixth places uh and that means that tons of songs that were doing really well lost their votes because we asked the listeners to pick six songs from this list of 25 as they were voting. And so, so many of them picked Key Largo, Lady, and Longer that lots of songs that in previous weeks had like 30 votes now have four votes. So these three songs have dropped a hydrogen bomb into the rankings, Sarah. And we have seen, I think, for the first time in this season, a true culling of songs that were getting votes because there wasn't anything else to vote for. Right. And now we're really getting down to this is what people really think is moist. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's do a little math and we'll be right back with you with our latest top 10 plus where all of our latest songs debuted on the chart. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead you? Who'd have thought they'd lead you? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. 
Okay, uh, welcome back, everyone. So, Sarah, are you ready for the revelation of this week's rankings? Uh, I'm not sure, but let's proceed anyway. <laughs> okay, so of among our new songs this week, Just the Way You Are is not going to be on our podium, I think, at any point, Sarah, because it debuts at a rather lowly 22. Mm. Yeah. Now, Randy Van Warmer, who, as we remember, is getting a special participation trophy mm-hmm. for his name uh debuts at number 12 mm-hmm. and then this brings us to uh the top 10 number 10 this week interestingly is don't let me be lonely tonight by james taylor Ooh, all right and last week he was um well he was number 11 so that's actually he's he's actually jumped up one spot into our top 10 so huh. not bad james not bad at all. Uh, number nine is Dance With Me by uh, Orleans. Number eight is Hello by Lionel Richie. He's down from fifth place. And uh, Dance With Me, interestingly, is at was at number 10 last time. Yeah. And is now is up to number nine. This is interesting that these are, are floating up a little bit. Huh. Yeah. Um. So coming in as a brand new entry in seventh place is Longer by Dan, not your husband, Fogelberg. Uh, Also arriving pretty high is number six, Lady by Kenny Rogers. Mm -hmm. Coming in at number five is How Much I Feel by Ambrosia, which is a very good showing for them. Uh, Last week they were at number four, so they're still doing quite well. Uh, coming in at number four, Sarah, is our last new entry of the week. That's Mr. Bertie Higgins uh, with Key Largo. And I just oh, want to point out that he had 66 points total. So that's wow. a really good score for Key Largo as a new entry this week. And our top three are unchanged, Sarah, from last week. Cool Night by Paul Davis continues to be in third place with 69 points. Nice. Baby Comeback by Player is in second place with 70 points. And for the second week in a row, Sarah, a perfect score for I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by England Dan and John Ford Coley, 75 points. Holy shit. In first place. Oh, my God. Will no one rid us of these meddlesome dance? <laughs> well, I do think that we've still got some major heavy hitters coming in these next weeks. And I am very interested to see, especially as we're now seeing that songs like dance with me and hello and don't let me be lonely are not fixed in their place. What's going to happen next. Who can say, um, I can tell you that we still have another Dan. What the fuck? But that's in episode seven for now. Thank you for listening to episode five. And just a reminder that you can find the CentCom for America's Damp 40 on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash mastass. You do not have to be a paid subscriber to participate in the voting and the commenting on various polls and charts, but we would love to have you join us. That does give you access to our periodic happy hours and to a whole bunch of back issues of the podcast. So come on by patreon.com slash mastess and, uh, you know, keep, keep it moist. We'll talk to you next week.
and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkAndSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah with an H, TalkAboutSongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. For standing in your heart is where I want to be and I long to be. Ah, but I may as well try. Talk about songs, talk about songs, talk about songs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.